All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Heads October podcast. Uh, episode... Shit. Hang on. <laughs> 24, right? I think it's 24. 24. Show prep. Let's fuck it. Just let's keep it rolling. Let's All right. roll. All right. I think it's 24. Episode 24. Uh, uh, tonight we have uh, a few people on here. Uh, did you all hear that? Yeah. Did somebody yeah. actually fart? Yeah, that was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <they're> open. <laughs> That'll be the open. We'll, we'll cut everything. Death, taxes, and coop ripping ass. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway. We are four seconds in. We are off the rails. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk Cincinnati Reds baseball. They they play in the National League of, of Major League Baseball. Uh, let's go around the room here and everybody introduce themselves. Kev is back. Kev, how are you? I'm doing great. How's it going? Um, well, it's just, it's 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 good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Phil, you're back. Hi, thanks for having me on. The podcast missed you last week. I appreciate that. I, I couldn't be on because I'm feuding with Jeff Carr. Because fuck that guy. Oh. <laughs> sure. Easy now. Easy, yeah. We got Ryan on. Ryan, how are you? Uh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I took uh, two shits today, so I'm feeling fantastic. You should be light on your feet then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And making his triumphant return to the podcast is Burmy. Burmy, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. I want to give a big shout out to a Ram at Ram. Shout out to Ram. Shout out to Polly because we thought he was going to be on, but everybody, everybody, pour your respective beverage out for Polly. Anyway, why don't we start talking about the podcast stuff now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so last week uh, we. We talked a little bit, uh, Jeff Carr and uh, Ryan and I talked about Joey Votto's struggles, and unfortunately they've continued this week. So I want to get everybody's opinion on, should, is it time for Joey Votto to be moved down the lineup? Maybe not batting lead off for second, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh, something like that. Uh, Phil, let's start with you. I don't think, I... Mm. <laughs> Uh, I mean, of course, the heart says no, but uh, I mean, maybe for a week or two, get him down to six, let him figure out what he's, what's going on. Because, I mean, I, I still believe he's going to turn it around. Uh, his numbers are almost identical to what he did in 2016. Yeah, correct. Uh, to the date. I mean, it's, it's eerily similar. Hey. Uh, but Hey, Phil. Yes, sir. You know why I called you on you first, right? Because I'm awesome? Because you can't just say you agree with what the person who said in front of you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to talk the rest of the podcast. Continue. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Burmy, follow that up. Sure. I have no problem with that. Um, 
I so I'm not a fan of moving Votto down in the lineup. I would prefer that he have the phantom IL sentence for 10, 15 days to get his head right than I would move him down to six. I don't think the solution is give him less at-bats. I think he's just so far in his own head right now. Um, you know, all things included, he is three years older than he was in 2016, obviously. And, you know, he's getting up there a little bit, 35, age 36 season. Maybe he just needs a break, you know, and maybe he yeah. just needs a mental, a mental health quick IL break. Um, to get himself right, and then he could, you know, who knows what happens when he comes back. But I would be more a fan of just giving him time off completely to not even, you know, prepare for the game than to move him down where he still has to go through the same mental grind, but he also comes out and, you know, takes 10 less at-bats a week. So that would be my uh, preferred choice of anything. So Ult- ulti- Well, ultimately, I'd like to leave him in the two-hole. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that would be ideal if if he was, you know, producing like himself. Uh, sure. I mean, and Zach Duke was recently put on the injured list with suck ass itis. Uh, <laughs> That's different. Duke is washed up. I don't think Votto's washed up. No, no. Votto's just going through a spell here. Uh, mm-hmm. Kev, jump in. Well, I think we've heard directly from Votto himself. His timing's off. He doesn't feel comfortable, and he, he keeps looking for what is for finding that, that groove, and he's not even close to it right now. And you can tell he's uncomfortable at the plate. And Votto's never been that way. And I know a lot of people may have forgotten, but you got to remember what? It was about 10 years ago when he had uh, issues after his dad died mm-hmm. and, and had missed some time. Maybe he just needs a mental break and, like, go home for a little while, spend some time with his brothers or something. I think, like... Like when he already said, he gets in his head a little too much. He's putting the pressure on himself more than anybody else. I don't think – he doesn't listen to anybody else. He's his own worst critic. And right now, he's, he needs to step away and just get to make the game simple again. So, I mean, I don't want to take him out of the two-hole or the one-hole, but he, he, needs, he needs to step back for a few days and take a deep breath, I think. Something. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, jump in. Yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much what everybody else is saying. I mean, take, take a few days off. Uh, that at-bat against Davies yesterday that everyone is, you know, tweeting out, it, it, that was awful. <laughs> like he, you could see it, him just in his head. And uh, and like I said before, I mean, like, maybe he's just tinkered himself, tinkered with his swing and, and everything too much where he's basically broken it. I mean, he needs to take a few days, maybe get in the cage, go through go through his steps and just see what he can do to figure out how to get himself back on track. Cause, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen Votto be like this, even whenever he's had his slumps. Like, he does not look like this. Yeah, and uh, Phil knows about tinkering with himself too much. Uh, <laughs> for some such <laughs> where, <laughs> where that could be a problem. Uh, you can't do it too much. I'm sorry. That's a, that is a absolute lie. Hey, and you know what? Phil is just trying to keep a clean prostate. He's got to worry about that at his age. Phil, this is this is not <laughs> something I want to know about you, actually. Well, now you do anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you do you do the thing where you sit on your hand until it goes to sleep, and then you give yourself a stranger? Uh, no, I've not actually ever done that. I've heard about it. I've heard that it's a thing that you <laughs> wild kids are doing. Eating Tide Pods and sitting on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> 
and and this this can be edited out. I think. No, <laughs> I think it's got to stay in. Yeah, I may I may have told the people at work to listen. So. Uh, you may have just ruined your friendship okay. with Doug, but I think it's okay. And look at that. Phil doesn't have a job again. <laughs> Shout out to Phil's new and like that. Shout, Shout out to not unemployed Phil. Yeah. The jobless wonder strikes again. Uh, I just want to speak to Phil's coworkers for a second. Um, it's a natural thing. <laughs> if, as long as he's not doing it in the office, it's fine. Right. But, Speaking of work, just real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Please keep him away from old people. <laughs> this this assignment <laughs> just started literally on Monday, uh, and forty uh, percent of the force has either been fired or quit so far. <laughs> Is it because you're there? I don't know. It's crazy. It's because you jerked off in the office on day one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not waited, great, not I waited till day two. Thank you very much. Ooh. Yeah, he's got uh, some gentlemen. Stand. See anything you like, boy? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Wait, the podcast has a soundboard now. Yeah. That's oh excellent. Gosh. If I had editing skills, it might have something like that, but I don't. <laughs> Who's screaming? Oh, okay. <laughs> what in the world? What is happening right now? Anyway. Hey, I'll get to my Vado thoughts since we skipped over that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem if he moved down in the lineup for a, a day or two just to try to clear his... Joey Vado is a top-of-the-order hitter. You want to get in as many at-bats as possible. He just needs to get out of the funk that he's in. Was that a gun? No, that was... No, a- that, was that was me cracking a beer, homie. Okay. Oh, sweet release. Oh, the sweet release. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about the sweet release of death, and I was like, what? No, but also shout out to Ram again. Yes, shout out to Ram. That's actually what I was talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Coop, please enlighten us on your thoughts about Vado. I did. You, were you Do not listening? Again. Jesus. It just happened. God no, damn. I'm your wife. I never <laughs> listened to you. Anyhow. <laughs> No comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is already off the rails. Um, why don't we move on to some more uh, Reds topics here? Uh, David Bell, he's the manager of the Reds. If you all didn't know that, um, and apparently a lot of people are already sick of David Bell for several reasons. One, he's he's got a quick hook with the starting pitchers, which whatever. They don't like how he's constantly changing the lineup from day to day. And I think that some people just don't like him for other reasons. I don't know. There's already people wanting him fired, which I think is ridiculous. He's been on the job for, what, 45 some odd games. I should probably do research, but I don't. Fuck it. Well, that's that's about the Tony Perez level, right? Yeah, Tony Perez was fired after 44 games, but that's because of leather pants. We don't like leather pants on the Hunt for October podcast. Zing? Ralph? Uh, Ralph, yeah. Kev, I want to get your thoughts on David Bell and the people criticizing him. Well, this is, like you said, 44, 45 games into his managerial career. He hasn't managed before. He's managing the minors. Did he? 
Yeah, he was minor, managing yeah, the quite a system bit. in the minors. Oh, okay. Well, I know that when, before he had managed the game here, he had a lot of the players on his side. And all I know is the team is better than it has been the last three years. They, as an entire team, are not kidding. It's, I don't know if it's a, just the wrong combination of, of uh, no longer having the pressure on them or everybody's just, uh, you know, not hitting as contagious because you look across the lineup and it's not like Votto's the only one hitting 200. Yasiel Twig's hitting 200. What, we've got two guys that are hitting above 270, if that? Is it Iglesias and, and who? Yeah, uh, anybody? Dietrich is hitting 250. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and look at, what, like, Tucker Barnhart's hitting, what, 170? Yeah, something like that. Something, I... We know we he has more home bad. runs and RBIs than Joey Votto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also hitting leadoff. I wouldn't expect him to get RBIs. Um, tell, tell Marty. I think they're all not hitting because they don't like Marty, and they just want him gone. I mean, that's they're hoping they can drive him crazy. But I mean, are we even going to speak about what what was it the other night that uh, was that the only? I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but Tom, how, what was he doing in the ninth about, was he trashing Nick Zenzel? What? Oh, I don't know. I stopped listening to Tom. I made a, I made a, uh, I made a uh, promise to Wick Carroll that I would stop listening to Tom and tweeting angrily about it, so I have done that. Yeah. So I haven't listened to Tom Wick. in about a week. Shout out to Wick. Well, Shout out this to Wick. is... Like, we all know watching Nick Zenzel, he, he's a professional batsman. He, he knows how to watch the watch, and, and I know. But he Who likes are you, to, old um, Haas Radburn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But, but he works he knows the count, right? Lumber. <laughs> he takes pitches, he works the count, he tries to get on base. And he had like an eight-pitch at bat. And immediately after flying out to right field, what a terrible at bat. I can't believe you did that. And you're like, when's the last time people said that about Jose Peraza? I mean, Peraza's still getting starts. He's not hitting. Nobody on this team is hitting. And the fact that they've got, what, the number one, two, or three pitching staff in the league? Right. I mean, I mean they, the miracle that works from going to last, from last to, you know, one of the best, that's amazing. Well, if they get any hitting. And, and Kev. Here's a shout out to Paulie. Here's the thing, Ryan. Hey, do you guys know where he's from, by the way? Cal Schwarber. Right out town. <laughs> Ryan, give us your uh, David Bell thoughts and thoughts on criticism. I uh, yeah yeah I can uh, I can make this pretty short and sweet. Uh, Phil would like to to know that. Um, oh, us. <laughs> Honestly, the people who are criticizing him right now, they can just fuck right off. Like I don't give a shit what they think. Uh, he's only been a manager 45 games. He's still trying to get his feet wet. They can fuck off, and he can just just let the man manage and leave it alone. Uh, Burmy, jump in. Yeah, um, I think the only criticism that I personally have of David Bell is he, and I, as much as you all know, you see me tweet about it, I love analytics. I think it's great. The more stats you have in front of you, the better you can evaluate each individual player. I think David Bell overanalyzes his own analytics. If that's possible, Amir yeah, Garrett's yeah. slider is good enough to get a right-handed hitter out as opposed to a left-handed hitter. So to pull him with two outs in an inning, because you know, if you have three righties in a row, fine, I get it. 
But if you have one righty and another lefty, and you pull Amir Garrett, and you bring in Jared Hughes for the sake of argument, and then if, you know, let's say that guy gets on base, and then you still have two outs, and you go back to the bullpen and get Wandy Peralta, there was no fucking point of taking Amir Garrett out of the game. That's the only time I get annoyed is the unnecessary nonsense he does um, in terms of overanalyzing the matchup. The because, Correct. Amir Garrett, literally, that I mean, that slider would get anybody out. It does not matter which way they hit at the plate. That slider is filthy. So the little things like that drive me nuts. Um, you know, in, in, in certain situations, uh, pinch hitting for Jesse Winker, if it's a one-run game and there's a lefty on the mound, then I have no problem pinch hitting for Winker with a guy like Kyle Farmer who has a lot of pop. That's, you know, in that scenario, I have I actually have no problem with that. There may be a hot take. I don't know. Um, I want Winker to get as many at-bats against lefties as the next guy does. But in that situation, in the ninth inning down by a run, I understand it. Um, I just think he needs to relax a little bit. I think he's very tense in terms of going, you know, going into the game, and he just needs to calm down a little bit in overanalyzing his own data. Now, the counterpoint to that: anybody who sits here and says that he should be fired already, idiot. What the fuck? You just lived mm-hmm. through the Brian Price era, and I understand there's a lot of people that have lived through good Reds baseball. I'm 27 years old. I did not. I've never lived through good Reds baseball. They were good in about three years of my lifetime. Four years if you include '99. So maybe I'm the opposite of you know whatever. I've never experienced it, so I don't know any different. Yeah, you you weren't around for when all the good batsmen were with the Reds. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I, I'm a good batsman, and nobody had chlamydia, unlike Old Pass Rapper. But yeah, no, Burmy, I get it, man, because I'm you know I'm 32. I was three years old the last time they won a World Series. Like I don't remember that yeah. shit. Oh my, like, my I mom! Remember '99? I remember the the last little run that we had of what two and a half years, three years. Yeah. So um, my mom I mean, that's, is the reason I'm a Reds fan. She, you know, she took me to my first game. My mom's been a diehard Reds fan her whole life, and yeah. she always she always goes, "I don't know how you do it," because she lived to the good times. So I understand that people are frustrated and fed up of losing. I think one thing they don't they don't necessarily understand is. This is headed in the right direction. And you can directly point at the Philadelphia Phillies and you know Gabe Kapler and go, they were they were great last year, and they were okay. Now they're progressing. And the Reds are kind of following a similar style without the ungodly budget that Philadelphia has. But other than that, they're following a similar style of we're gonna use analytics and you know, we're gonna take what we're given and then, you know, obviously we don't have a Bryce Harper, we have a Yasiel Puig. So right now it's it's. So we have a better Bryce Harper. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Bryce we, Harper is. We have a right-handed. We have a right-handed Bryce Harper. No, we both have stud right fielders. Everybody likes to talk about. But you know, I, I think it, the uh, the foundation is in place to build a sustainable winning culture. It's just not going to happen overnight. And I think a lot of people just need to be patient. Let David Bell do his thing and give him a couple years. And it, it, you know, if it's if it trends upward, it's a great hire. And I, I just think we haven't given him, you know, enough time at all. So. Bill. Oh, and. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Kev. Well, I, would, I just wanted to tag onto that a little bit. Um, when uh, Burmy mentioned um, last year and this year between the the Phillies, 
you look at the step we are right now, we're, this wasn't the year we were supposed to go out and win 95 games. This was uh, the year to get settled. And everybody, I mean, you tend to forget that also Yasiel and all, the, you know, Scooter and all these guys are coming off the, the books after this year. We still can add and subtract whatever we need going into next year. Mm-hmm. And we end up, like, middling around and they trade off a couple players, like, like we get rid of, uh, I don't know, just say Squeeg and um, Roark. Yep. You look at going into next year as, well, we, we need to get one pitcher, and maybe we solved our shortstop in the next couple of years because of Iglesias. You know, it's just at next year's the year we can plug holes. We know that we got something something great from Dietrich, and we got him at least the next two years. If, we, if we're talking about plugging holes, then we know Kevin knows how to do that. Uh, Phil. Boom. <laughs> Yo. Phil, give us your David Bell thoughts. Okay. Anyone who thinks Bell should be fired is an idiot. Agreed. Uh, since the Reds started oh. off one and eight, here, here, they have gone twenty-one and nineteen since that bad start. They're fine. They're not. We don't in. want your stats, Phil. We want results. We want wins. Wait, shut yeah. the fuck up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> And the biggest problem is that people, the average, air quote, red fan, watches too many damn games. You don't need to watch every single game. It just makes you crazy. And he makes you want to fire the manager because he does something weird. They all do weird things. And you watch too many games, and it makes you crazy. And So, like, take a week off, come back in a week, and it'll be fine. Well, and every move that every manager makes is not going to be producing great results. It's just how baseball is. I mean, you're going to blow leads every now and then. You're going to... Who's leads? Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, No, I'm just... Just because every move he makes doesn't work doesn't mean that it wasn't a good move. Sometimes things just don't work out. A guy strikes out. A guy grounds out. A pitcher leaves a pitch over the middle and he gets knocked out of the park. Certainly, there's moves that I would question, uh, like uh, like Burmy was. Saying, I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, with the knifey spoonie, uh, that gets a little old, especially when it's somebody like Amir Garrett, uh, and you're you're pulling him for like a I don't know Robert Stevenson or something, but. And Bell hasn't been doing that as much recently with I've Garrett. I've noticed that. I've noticed Garrett's that. pitching yeah. full innings now. And yeah, that's true. But well, and if you remember, like, Kapler last year was awful with his bullpen. Like, he, he he did not know how to manage a bullpen at all. And he's been a lot better, you know, late season last year and into this year. He's been a, He's made a lot of progress in that. I think you're going to see the same thing with Bell. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried so much about it. What I am worried about is that he's going to – I'm I'm worried he's going to burn some guys out, and that's the only thing I'm worried about. Okay, I would like a a serious question here: Is Bell running the pitching staff, or is uh, Derek Johnson? Well, I, I mean, I think Derek Johnson is is doing the instructional and well, and I, making his guys available to Bell, but I think Bell's making decisions yeah. to pull guys in and out. I think so. Back it's his back job. In the, well, back when Lou Pinello was uh, managing the Mariners. Uh, Brian Price was running the the all the pitching changes. 
that's what he was doing. It, and the Mariners actually got good when Price took over as pitching coach and he was making those decisions. I don't know. When Johnson was hired, all the, all the, was that you again, Coop? Jesus Christ. That was loud. Did I get cut off? <laughs> Coop, did you just shit yourself? <laughs> Courtney, why? Did, did, did Coop just shit his pants on the pot? <laughs> I'm sorry, Holy Phil. Continue. Fuck. <laughs> Go change your uh, diaper. <laughs> oh man! I, I'm a father <laughs> with children. I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a mature adult. I'm sorry, Phil. Continue. I, I have a, I have a <laughs> and then you just shit your pants. Hello, Phil. Can you hear us? I may have dropped off. Oh, how about now? I may be back. Okay, continue <laughs> your. Uh, your, your I have no idea what I was saying because I was trying to get back on. So it must have been uh, a terrific idea. And oh, Pinella and Price. <coughs> yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, Brian Price was the one making the pitching decisions. Um, and when Derek Johnson was uh, was hired, he was given complete control over the pitching staff. There were lots of uh, articles about that. So do we know for a fact it's Bell making these decisions? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm we all assume that, that he is, Bell. but and, and I mean, we assume it, it's Bell because that's what the traditional manager does. Uh, but that's not what we got anymore. We have uh, basically the I mean, the, mm-hmm. the front office is running everything. And uh, so we don't know if it's Bell making these pitching decisions. I kind of think it's uh, Johnson. I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that Johnson is more of the uh, instruction uh, working between starts, uh, working on things, and that Bell is managing the whole game. Uh, and like, like, but Phil, like, you're right. Uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, I don't think anyone's come out and said anything differently. But it's an assumption on our part that Bell is running everything. So, and you know what you do when you assume? Make an ass out of Phil and Phil. <laughs> well, that's that's just too confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, hey, speaking of confusing, who wants to uh, answer some listener questions? Oh, please, God, yes. It sounds amazing. At Woo the Red, shout out to Woo. He has a question of uh, who are you hoping to land as your next official sponsor of the podcast? For those of you who don't know, uh, we are sponsored by the Cincy Sports Gallery. And well, we were, and and they don't even know that. <laughs> and I've I've been banned from certain events at the Cincy Sports Gallery. Coop is a Pete. Coop is a Pete Rose of sorts. So yeah, I uh, without the pedophilia. I wanted I wanted to go to the Pete Rose signing and maybe do a live uh, <laughs> recording of the podcast. <laughs> I, I will drive up for that one. It'll just be me. The yelling, problem Pete? is Coop, is Coop is three times the age of Pete's average audience. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I was in no uncertain terms told that I was not welcome to that signing because they were, they meaning Kelly, was afraid I would do something to hurt the business. Oh. And... Well, she might have been right, but still, 
I was. <laughs> I was told I was not welcome to that signing. So, anyway, um, that sounded like a zipper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway um, no, we we hope to have a long uh, a long sponsorship with the Cincy Sports Gallery as long as Callie. To pay my fees. Um, the next question is also from Woo the Reds. If you could eject a current member of the Reds into the sun, who would it be and why? If you could make babies with a current Red, who would it be and why? Uh, Kev, I, let's start oh with you because you're the baby maker around here. Oh, uh, let's see. Matt Kemp is no longer on the team. Um, is Zach Duke even if he's on the DL? Is he still on the team? Yeah. You can inject him into the sun. I want to inject Zach Duke into the sun. Would anybody and not? Would anybody not eject Zach Duke into the sun? <laughs> well, he's on the IL, so uh, I think Wandy Peralta is. Uh, yeah, Wandy Peralta is the next thought, but I'm all about um, one Luis Castillo, so he can uh, he can do whatever he wants with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. Uh, Burmy, jump in. Well, uh, I, you know, everybody's going to say Duke and Peralta. And uh, if we could, like, get them in a little tandem and uh, Apollo, whatever, blew up them into the sun, that's cool. Challenger. Yeah, there we go. The Challenger. I'm horrible with, you know. Wow. So. Columbia blew yeah. up, too. Yeah, either one. But, you know, irrelevant. Oh, wait, yeah, you know. Columbia. Yeah, that, I think that's what I'm thinking about. You, no, know, just let them, uh, you know, just let them all blow up into the sun. I don't know. If we're going to go, like, active, you know, roster and whatever, um, fuck it. I mean, it, yeah, it is a tough choice, so I guess you kind of have to go Peralta. Now, in terms of make a baby with, guys, nobody else is going to say it. I'll say it. Maybe I need to be Vado Slump Buster, you know? There you go. There you go. Oh, you know, I mean, oh, if, uh, if Joey Votto, uh, you know, there's definitely um, – Questions about there's rumors. Yeah, there's rumors and whatnot. Oh, uh, we're going, we're going there. You know, if Vado wanted, you know, Vado gave the right price tag. You know, maybe I'd have to be a slump buster. So, all right. I would, uh, I would, uh, okay. No, I'm just total. I'm you know. I mean, how has no one said titties yet? I mean, good. Grief. I was just getting ready to say him. Son of I bitch. don't want to have man. They're born uh, with gold chains. I just want him to hold me. I. You can tell me it's going to be okay. In or cut that out. I could care less. Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. It's funny. Uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> There's a lot worse thing you could call uh, Italian people. Uh, believe me. I know. Uh, <laughs> Do you know? Are you Italian, Coop? Because I'm Italian. I'm not Italian. I don't even know. Well, I'm, I'm just fat. I'm part Italian. I'm just fat. <laughs> what part of the world is that? What part of the world is fat? Kentucky. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. All right. Uh, the jettison into the sun, it would have to be um, Jose Peraza. Uh, Ooh, because really? he's, he's fucking just awful sometimes. Like, Jesus. I just can't stand to watch him half the time. Uh, Is this the one, the one pitch at bat that gets you? Wait. <laughs> yes. It's the one pitch at bat. It's the fact that, like, that, just take a goddamn walk. Like, come on. Like, I know you've gotten better, but that's not, like, not even a thing. Like, he just, he drives me absolutely mad and sometimes. And I just, 
I mean, Peralta is awful. Duke is dear God awful. Um, you know, just I wanted to pick someone else, and Peralta is the next one that just gets on my last fucking nerve. So who's baby? Peralta. Uh, <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say titties. Thanks, Phil. Um, <laughs> so that was that was my choice. But now I'm going to change that. <laughs> Wherever Suarez is from, that's that's who I'm going to say. Is it Suarez Venezuelan? Yes, yeah. yes, he's Venezuelan. That's cool. Going on. I would, I would. First of all, I withdraw my uh, Ryan. Yeah, you're not making it into chat. First of all. <laughs> second of all. One question. Second of all, guys. This Shut is up. my. Please let, guys, guys, please let Phil talk. Let Phil talk. God. Okay. Jettison into the sun, Ryan, <laughs> and make babies with once again Ryan because I like to be treated horribly. <laughs> well, I just took a turn. Oh, wow! Wow! I am a very good husband. Thank you very much. You could ask my wife and a wonderful father. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sounds like sounds like we need to meet up for a little rough and rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what, that's what you and Joey are doing. I mean, if if it gets him out of the slump and gets us in the playoffs, I you know, we got to do what we got to do. Would okay. Joey be wearing the Mountie outfit? I don't know. Whatever Joey Votto fucking wants. Because if he's wearing nah, the Mountie but... outfit, I'd probably pick Joey. The question uh, was, Bert... who, do you, who would you have babies with? I offer to be his slump buster. Yeah. I'm a good fan. Good job. Bernie would be wearing the Mountie hat outfit. Not the Mountie. Well, well, not the Mountie, the Mount Me. You mean the, the one Kev's the one Kev's wife wears? Ayo. Oh. Ayo. That poor, God. That poor lady. Um, I'm just kidding, <laughs> uh, poor lady. Oh, poor lady. Uh, so it's my turn now. Uh, the he's not a Reds player, but I would jettison Tom Brenneman into the sun. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then babies, I'd have Puig's babies. Mm, yeah. Yep. All right. So our next question. They don't. They don't oh. call them wild horse for nothing. <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> it came out of my mouth, and I said, "Man, this is bad." Okay, that's, what she, that's what she said. That's that's what. There's some of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please. Anyway, uh, our next question comes from the host of the Reds Alert podcast, Stephen Offenbaker. Like, subscribe. Yeah, leave him a five star. He's he's one. Of I'm those. just assuming this is going to be about me. So it's not. That guy fucks. It's not. But uh, the Reds Alert podcast is one of those professional podcasts, you know, that are serious, not like this one. Can't relate. But when Stephen was on, he sure let Phil know what a <laughs> shit he was. Oh man. <laughs> I uh, I gained so much respect for Steve in that that like thirty second clip that he did. Just Steve, man, Stephen is welcome back on this podcast anytime. <laughs> but anyway, he's got a question, and it's a serious question. What would your everyday lineup look like once Scooter is activated? Burmy, you start. Yeah, um, that that's tough because who knows what he's like. I would platoon him with Dietrich at second base. And just use Peraza as a utility player um, at that time. Hit- they're both left-handed hitters, though. Left, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like platoon him and Dietrich. I know I'm saying like play them equally. 
Dietrich could play elsewhere too if we want to get the bat in the lineup just to see how he's playing when he comes off because if Scooter comes off the IL and is just red hot, then yeah, you're going to play Scooter. We know what his ceiling is, theoretically. You know, Dietrich, you can move around and play all over the field and give guys days off. Um, Dietrich's hot too, so that's a tough call. I think everything else stays pretty standard. You got Iglesias, Short, Vado at first, Suarez, and you know the outfield of uh, Winker, Puig, and Sen- you know Senzel, and then um, you know, you're rocking. Personally, I'd probably go Casale a few more days a week than Tucker right now, but it is what it is. And then yeah, basically they're fighting over the same spot at second base. Um, if we can prove that one, you know, either or, if they're both playing out of their minds, you know, you could trade one of them at the deadline. So I think you got to play them both. Um, if somebody's really struggling, then, you know, play them in that spot, whether it be left field or whatever. If, like I said, if someone's really struggling or put them in a corner there. But, um, yeah, I think you got to give them equal playing time because I think Titties has definitely earned the right to stay in there. Phil. Okay. So I've been giving this a lot of thought in the last 30 seconds that I heard the question. <laughs> and I, I, I think screw defense at this point. And uh, I would have uh, uh, Suarez play short, uh, Titties at uh, third, and Scooter at second. And just the, the pitching staff is good enough to, to, uh, to go without good defense, so let's go. Oh, All right. I love that, actually. It's I love not, that. Yeah. Of course uh, you do. Well, uh, no, I don't agree with everything you say, but that, that was good. No. But yeah, you it would be fine. I'm, I'm like 100% right 100% of the time. Well, I mean, you also go to your car and jerk off, and people think birds are shitting inside of it, so it's weird. Well, that's <laughs> awfully personal. Ryan, follow that up. Uh, well, fuck me. Um, okay, so honestly, I, I think I think Teddy's goes into more of a super utility role. You can also play Scooter out in left field. Um, so they you can. Know, I, He's they, played outfield before, yeah. He's played outfield. I mean, he stands out there. He's not actually played out there. Well, and that's fine, because in the outfield, you stand there and wait for the ball to come, or something like that. Anyway, I think there's plenty of spots. Uh, you know, I, Joey's probably going to have to start taking more time off um, and not be playing two, three weeks straight at a time. Um, you know, so, you know, Titties can play first base. There's enough mix and match in the lineup to where they can get Scooter and Titties, everyone, five day, five games a week um, in a seven-game week. So I, I'm, I don't know exactly how that shakes out. I think you're going to see a lot of missing, miss and match. Kev? Uh, I, I would leave uh, – man, that's, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, I like – I like having Scooter on the team, but I think he's more the super utility. I want Dietrich getting getting as many at bats as possible right now. I know he's uh, by far the best hitter. It looks like him and well, him and Suarez have been the most valuable this year. He's still head and shoulders above everybody else, and you can't take him out of line for anything. And like you mentioned, Bob needs a little time off. Um, he gets to play. Two positions in the outfield, I would think, and he can get away with it. So give Quig a day off, give Winker a day off, let him mess around and get four or five starts a week, shooter, and be that power power bat off the bench. For me, the lineup, I'm leaving Iglesias at short. Uh, I think his defense is just too valuable. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's hitting. 
I mean, I would play Scooter at second, but not every day. You got to get Titties his at bats. You got to get Peraza a few at bats here and there. Peraza and <laughs> Titties and Scooter can both, can, all three could play left if you're wanting to do matchups, depending on lefty, righty, knifey, spoony. I just don't hand Scooter second base every day just because he's healthy. Coop, I just had a thought. Yeah. Um, if we do deal Puig at the deadline, you could play one of them in right field and one of them at second base, and there's problem solved. Yeah, or you move Winker to right and uh, put them in left. Either or. Yeah, either or. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. I mean, I, I know Dietrich could do either one, and Scooter's played some left in his career, but yeah, I mean, I'd rather put Dietrich in the outfield. But yeah, uh, you know, that's that was just a thought I just had. So yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I think if if I mean if that comes to pass, then. I think that's fine. Um, well, I think it also has to, a lot has to do with how Scooter comes back. Like if Scooter comes back and yeah. you know his bat just isn't what it was. I mean, not saying that it can't be again, but if he just doesn't come out hot, I mean, he may find himself sitting on the bench more times than not. I mean, well, yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, it, he's he's coming back what around the around the All Star break, or probably. is he coming back yeah, a little bit before then? Yeah. If, if so knows, I mean, if. Right, if they're in it, if they're in it, I mean, they're only four games out of the wild card right now. If they keep winning, you know, at a decent clip, that you know, they may be in the race. And if Scooter's bat isn't isn't up to snuff and he's not playing well, then you got to play the hot hands, and it, it may not be him. Well, and the thing, and here's the thing, shout out to Polly. with that leg, with that leg injury that he had. Who knows how long it's going to take for him to get his legs under him. Mm-hmm. He he might be sapped of his power for the first few weeks he, that he's activated. That and you don't want to just throw him in there every day and risk a re-injury. So seeing Scooter as like the super utility guy, I would agree with that. Give him like four starts a week, whether it's at second or in left. Especially if it's if you, like I said again, if you're playing matchups. So I think we're all in agreement that uh, you don't play him every so, day. So really, what, what happens to Peraza? Uh, he becomes a bench player. To me. He already is a bench player. Well, then, yeah, he's already lost the position. Yeah, so it sucks. It leaves. sucks because he's so young. Yeah, but yeah, he's just not. He has a sh- he has a shit ton of service time for a guy that's his age. Yeah, he made. It, I mean, he's he what? It was just twenty when he first came up. Yeah, yeah, he's twenty five. He's twenty. I don't he's think 20, a lot of people are talking about Peraza's potential trade bait, but he is. Uh, yeah, no, I think he is too. He's got what two more years of arbitration left, or something like that. I think you could easily get a struggling franchise to buy into his young age and what he did before this year, and then you could convince them that he's just not getting consistent playing time this year, and that's why he's struggling, and they'll take him. So his fourth trade then, by the time he's twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that. I mean yeah. shit. I mean that. Well, you also got to look at it. If if he played any other, if the, the guys that play his positions. Are the ones that are hitting really well right now? Yeah, like uh-huh. Dietrich yeah. is hitting yep. the cover off the ball. I mean, and it, they're putting him in left just, field to try to get him in the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I, I don't. And then don't they know. they thought he could play shortstop too, but Iglesias has outplayed him in every single way. Iglesias is an elite, elite defense. And yeah, the fact that he's yeah. hitting three hundred you know, right now that yeah. makes him. 10 it's times funny how they did that. It's funny how they did that because Scooter gets hurt, and we're all thinking like Peraza's going to come in 
and be the shortstop. He's a shortstop here in the future. But then, you know, Scooter goes down, and they just say, well, you know, we're going to put Peraza over at second. And then Peraza all of a sudden just disappears because he's not hitting the ball, and he's looking Mm -hmm. awful. So it's really funny how they did that, where all of a sudden Peraza, we're all thinking, yeah, it's a young, up-and-coming shortstop, and he just completely shits the bed. And we don't even think about moving him back to uh, to shortstop after – after Scooter comes back, like Iglesias, you know, Iglesias, that's his job, in my opinion, until, he, you know, until they decide oh. either not to re-sign him or uh, or he gets hurt. I looked up some stats today, and it's sad because both of our Jose's refuse to walk. And <laughs> yeah. if, you look at, if you look at Jose Iglesias' slash lines, his OBP is only about 40 points higher than his batting average in his career. But compared to Jose Peraza, it's still high, you know, exponentially higher. Yeah. So they both, you know, they both <laughs> slug in their careers like in the upper threes, which fuck. But um, you know, Jose Iglesias is well outperforming his career average right now, and Jose Peraza is, you know, you know, sufficiently under his career average. So there's not really a question of who, you know. When Scooter comes back, it's no. Jose Iglesias is a shortstop right now, and then it's going to be Titties and Igle- Titty, Titties and Scooter fighting over second base. Yeah. yeah. All right. Does Peraza still have options? Can he be sent down? He's got I, one. Uh, they they can send him down this year because they yeah. did not send him down last year when everybody wanted him to. Before I don't. He got. I, I don't. Right. So he's happen. got one. Yeah. I mean, I don't either. But right. I mean, it's if if he if he keeps hitting, you know. Below the Mendoza line, he may he may get it when Scooter comes back. Hey, where's that Mendoza guy from? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> touching that. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, our next question. Indiana. Comes, yeah, he's from Indiana. Uh, oh, okay. His. <laughs> our next question comes from <laughs> comes from Doug Gray. He uh, he of the uh, RedsMinorLeagues.com and Red Red Nation, uh, and one time uh, podcast guest who. Yeah, was, and he uh, refused uh, to come on tonight because he's yeah, a little bitch. Yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> you just want everybody to hate you, don't you? <laughs> God. It's not that I want them to; they already do. So why not play with them? That's what she said. Yeah, wait. Uh, the model when you go to your car. Uh, yeah. So Doug's question is: How many fights would Coop lose if he had to actually fight all the people who want to fight him via Twitter? How many would he win? I'll let you all answer that because I'm biased. Uh, well, I think the only way. Coop would lose as if they all came to him at once. Anybody else? I'm an expert fighter, so um, I'm probably the yeah. guy to answer this question. <laughs> and uh, it is my uh, professional opinion that uh, you'd probably get your ass kicked. But, <laughs> but I have faith in you, and I think you could turn it around. Uh, you just need to go to the gym, need to work out, get some training. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence. Uh, anybody else have any? Uh, any? Yeah, Coop, I, I think you, one in one in three people would have what you know would like be able to put up a good fight with you. Okay. You know, just like you know, some. Uh, you, I mean, you, you don't know what's out there. You have no idea what these people look like. I mean, some of them look like Phil. That's fair. <laughs> like Coop, I feel like if you and I, you know, like sparred, it'd, it'd be a lot of fun. You know. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd beat your fucking ass. Well, you've got reach. If, if you could, if you could catch me, <laughs> well, yeah, you'd. I would. Around. Yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I'd Floyd May- I, I would Floyd Mayweather your ass, but you know, <laughs> except I can read and I don't hit women. <laughs> Branch would be both you down. Yeah, Branch. Branch. Yeah, Branch. Tough. Yeah, Branch. Well, he's also a Marine, so Branch would yeah. just fuck us all up. Yeah, I could take Branch. Oh my God, Phil! <laughs> you, couldn't out, take ni- you couldn't take ninety-year-old Branch on a walker. <laughs> well, if he was ninety, sure, I couldn't take him, but he's not. So, Phil, <laughs> Phil you couldn't take Stephen Hawking. Oh, he's, well, he's dead now. He's fucking dead. That seems Rest a little low. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to our next question. Oh, uh, speak of the devil, uh, Branch. West Virginia Redlegs uh, <laughs> asked the next question, and he is the first one who used uh, this week's hashtag, which is hashtag Trumpy Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Branch says uh, hashtag Trumpy Tom. Should the Reds move on from Tom at the end of the season? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go first? Uh, yeah. Can I, I answer first? that? <laughs> yeah. Anybody, anybody can answer, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I would love to take Tom's job. And the reason I'd like to take Tom's job is Tom is an Ohio University journalism school graduate, as am I. So who better to take his job than me? Well, I have a degree in mass communication. So congratulations, Adolph. Good for you. (laughs) That seemed a little extreme. So we're in agreement that uh, they can move on from Tom. Uh, So our final question tonight comes from Joey at Buckeye Joe 6. He asks, uh, hashtag Trumpy Tom, can we we refer to Titty's homers as Titty Fucks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, for the record, I appropriately named Tucker's home runs Tuck Jobs. I like Tuck Everblasting for his home runs. Coop, you son of a bitch. What? A tuck job yeah. is better than tuck everlasting. I said tuck everblasting. Either way. Your face is A tuck stupid. job is better. Your face is stupid. But yes, we can <laughs> we can call Dietrich Homer's titty fucking if we want to. That's okay. I think that's better right there. Alright. <laughs> you fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Thank you. Oh, go fuck yourself, Coop. Speaking of titties, uh, why don't we uh, move along to the live reading of today in Red's Facebook? Uh, there's a post yesterday. Uh, titties. It says it says Derek Dietrich, but they, it's obviously a typo. It says titties pounds his 12th home run of the season, 432 feet. Uh, Lawrence says I'd play him over Vado. Vado needs a slump buster. Well. Beth says, for crying out loud, move Vado out of the two-hole. How low does his average have to be? I don't care who he is, how old he is. If he's in a drought, move him. He's almost an automatic out right now. He's barely even walking. He will get over the slump, but right now he needs to move or sat. Some great grammar. At least she understands that walking is valuable. That, that's true. Let's talk I mean, about... He's, he's still walking at a 12% rate, so he's still walking. I'm not worried about that. Uh, William says the manager is an all-caps idiot. Are we just going to pass over the fact she said two-hole? <laughs> well. No. no. Evidently, I have that covered. We're all adults here. Thanks. <laughs> I kind of chuckle, at least. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely Coop's O sound. We're doing our creepy laughs now. We'll leave all that in. <laughs> Phyllis says, uh, come on, boys, you got the heart. You got the desire. You got the ability. Go get those brewers. You got the start. You know what? I respect Phyllis's heart. Good job, Phyllis. Way to way to lead the team. On. Phyllis. Sue says in all shout out to Phyllis. Yeah. Sue says in all all caps, new blood. Yes. Yes. What? What is she like sacrificing what? his wow. life? Where is she going with that? It's really great of you to plan ahead there, Coop. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got an interesting factoid. Yeah, go ahead. Let's just let's just end the, the uh, Today because Thank God somebody does. Well, Derek Dietrich, right now you think he's hitting well? His BABIP is under 200. Yeah. So it's because he's, he's hitting all the home runs. Yeah. The, an average BABIP. And if he, I mean, it's just mind blowing that he's having such a good year and he's not even hitting well. Yeah. Do you guys know what Scooter's uh, batting average on ball and play is like the last two years? Well, it's zero right now. Well, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> it was like 350, right? Yeah, it's like between 350 and 400 from 2017 to 2018. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. Literally every ground ball with eyes went his way over two years. So, it's stupid how uh, efficient. Can we that say was efficient? a pretty good Kevin Costner impression right there. I appreciate that. I've also been drinking, so it's like appropriate, you know? Um, but, yeah, uh, it's like... Draft day. There you go. No, not draft. fucked. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I uh, you know, Scooter was great, and he's doing it all with every you know little thing going his way. Titties has been awesome, and he's doing it with nothing going his way. So, Titties just raked. Titty, well, he's not Casali. Well, his eye though is <laughs> off the chart. Casali rakes. Casali rakes. That's true. Titties fox. So. I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, oh, thank God. We go around the room and everybody give their final thoughts. And when I give my final thought, I have a mission for the people <laughs> of Red's social media. So, Phil, let's start with you. Uh, thank you for having me on again this week. Oh, fuck off. And uh, I would like to come back because no. this is fun. No, you don't get You're to. You're telling the I'm wrong day. I'm just kidding. Shout out to... Uh, Whoever. Phil, that sounds so sad. <laughs> Whoever. It, sound, it sounds like you're Whoever. masturbating while you do it. It's, it's, it sounded like you just give it up hope on life. Shout out to whoever. Burmy, you sound like you have my dick on your brain all the time. You need to, like, get off my dick. Maybe maybe your dick shouldn't be out in the car, you know? Hey, brother, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, give your final thoughts now? Sure. Uh, first off, I haven't been on in a while, so I want to say thank you to everybody who tolerates my account uh, throughout the hockey playoffs. You all know I'm a big Jackets fan, and uh, I really appreciate you putting up with um, you know all the hockey talk on there, so that's awesome. I appreciate it. You know, number two, nice. Make all the jokes. You know, uh, for everybody that was fucking bashing Vado, I don't know if you all saw my 
my little uh, two-tweet rant today. Um, if the Yankee romanticized Tony Lazare, Tony Lazare yeah, is in the Hall of Fame, then uh, Joey Votto has a serious candidacy. So I'll leave you with that. Kev, final thoughts. Uh, happy episode number 24. Shout out to Tony Perez, I guess. Um, nice. Nice. Seattle Griffey. Back on the, yeah, Seattle Griffey. We all love Griffey. Hopefully the next time we, we get on, they've started hitting, but if this team ever starts hitting, they're going to, they're going to look a lot better in the second half, and Marty, next year is going to be our year. Marty, this team is going to hit. Franchester. Franchester. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, your final thoughts. Um, well, first off, shout out to uh, Mario Mendoza. Uh, shout out to Phil Razor for coming on the podcast. I missed him last week. Um, even if he is a geriatric fuck, um, I missed his presence. Um, Bernie, Bur- I'm glad you actually should be here and, and, uh, and talk about Reds baseball. The same with you, Kevin, um, who has uh, more kids than I do, and I felt like I had a lot of kids. God bless your fucking heart. Thank you. We want your stories for a future podcast. What What has happened when somebody has creeped into your direct messages, instant messages, your timelines? Your whatevers, be it dick pics or asking for the sexy time or just being general creepiness. And this can be men or women. We, we do not discriminate. We want your stories. We promise anonym- anonymity if I could talk. We won't give out your name. And if you ask us to, we won't give out the name of the person you're talking about. We just want to have a podcast where we read these stories so that everybody can know just how creepy social media can be. Send them to me and my DMs at, at OnoCoop, at Canadian Reds Facebook, at Hunt for Reds October. Send them to Callie if you want to. Callie rules. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you are not comfortable sending them to me, send them to Callie. She's, trust me, she knows all about uh, creepy DMs. But we're hoping, <laughs> we're hoping to get a podcast worth of stories. So that's your that's your mission over the next week or two. Send us your stories. We will share them with the podcast world. And that's it. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on that mission? R.I.P. This has become a very special episode of the Hunt for Rod October podcast. <laughs> It's like a Christmas special. This is like different strokes. The the, the one with the uh, Carlson for WKRP with the bad touch of Arnold. Tonight on a very special blossom. <laughs> for Barmy and Phil and Kevin Ryan, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.